my beautiful writers welcome to my channel if you're returning thank you very much welcome back and if you're new thank you for joining us if you haven't already please hit subscribe and hit the notification button thank you so much today's video is about overwriting <laughs> what is overwriting this is something I see new writers do all the time. I get it. I totally do. A writer wants to impress. They want to show off their big words, their command of the vocabulary. I did it too when I started. After I was done writing my first book, I showed it to my husband and to a friend. And you know what they said? <laughs> they said, there's a lot of big words in there. And I said, mm-hmm, yes, proudly, yes. The protagonist is intelligent. Her command of the language is amazing. She thinks and uses big words. Um, big mistake. I didn't realize I was overwriting. The prose didn't flow. There were too many vague nouns. The sentences were too long. There were too many scholarly words. Too much, too much pomposity. <laughs> A story should flow. The sentences should move. The story should suck the reader in. And the writing should seem flawless, seamless. A reader shouldn't have to pause at a word that they heard or saw once on the SATs. They shouldn't get caught up in some awkward convoluted sentence structure. The reader shouldn't feel that the author is like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, strutting their stuff like a male peacock on display. <sighs> a reader ought to be puzzled by the character's actions and dialogue, not the doctoral level sounding words and awkward convoluted sentences. Listen up. <laughs> the bibliophile ought not suffer any sort of befuddling puzzlement over the activities and discourse of the story's characters. Scholarly diction and syntactical verbosity is a transgression best avoided. Yeah, see, I can do that too. <laughs> it's not pleasant. It, you're like, hmm, what? There is a great article by George Orwell about overwriting. The article is called Politics and the English Language, and I will put the title in the description box below. I highly suggest you read it. It's short, it's fun, and there's about a million different kind of copies. Just type in the title and it'll show up all over the internet, all over Google. A reader is happily reading your story and they get to some of those big fancy pants words, right? And they stop and they pause and they think, mm, should I look that word up? You know what you just did? You took them out of the story. You did, not good. And an editor at a publishing house would tell you, they would write, this took me out of the story. <laughs> Good writing pulls the reader in and gets them immersed in the story. Here are just five 
quick tips. You've heard them before. Use active verbs. Limit the use of filler words. No, wait. Limit filler words. See what I did there? I took out the use of. Limit abstract nouns. Limit adjectives and adverbs. Vary sentence length. The biggest problem I see with new writers is too many long sentences strung together. It's so easy to get lost in long sentences. Now, some authors definitely have a higher vocabulary or they're using their higher vocabulary. It's called register in their novels than others. Some authors have a higher register in their novels. That's my dog barking, and every time I stop, she just barks again. <laughs> okay, I like Preston and Child. They have a higher register in their books, but, and once in a while, I have to stop and look something up. And I'm like, ooh, new word. Okay, but you know, that's me. That's not a lot of readers. But they're not stringing a whole bunch of these words together in one sentence or one paragraph. Okay? So really, who are you trying to impress with all those big words? Are you telling a story or are you flaunting your vocabulary? Hint, the author is telling a story. Why use loquacious when you can use talkative? Now, if your character speaks this way or one of the characters speaks this way, that's fine. But just be mindful of how you're using and why you're using those big words. I'm a teacher. Who would have guessed? <laughs> and I don't use big fancy words when I teach. Why? Because the lesson would be lost if I used a bunch of language. My children, my students had no idea what I was saying. So the thing is, though, I actually do use some big words because I want to teach them academic language. I'm teaching them, not telling them a story. But I also tell them what that word means immediately after I've used it. I have a friend who is a rocket engineer, a total brainiac, and I love to use all my big words around him because he knows them all. So <laughs> kind of fun. But I'm not telling him a story. I'm going to throw two big words at you right now. Connotative and denotative, okay? A word's connotative meaning is the feeling or emotion that you get from that particular word. I'll give you an example. The word lynched. Ugh, it's cringeworthy, right? How about the word crucified? Still really violent, you still die, but that word crucified feels more biblical and less fraught with racism. That was the connotative feeling, emotion behind those words. Now, denotative, the denotative meaning, as I tell my students, is denote in the dictionary, meaning the dictionary definition without the emotion tied to the word. Be careful of the connotative meaning of the words that you use. Now, if you're hell-bent on sounding scholarly, your whole prose, that's okay. But you know, maybe you should write some academic papers instead. I don't know, just saying. <laughs> I've written hundreds of these academic papers and even though I can throw in the fancy pants words with the best of them, I always keep my meaning as clear as possible. 
So what I'm gonna give you right now is George Orwell's good writing tips. You can find these anywhere, but I do really want you to read Politics in the English Language because it's amazing. So here are George Orwell's tips. Never use a metaphor, simile, or other figure of speech which you are used to seeing in print. So keep it fresh, fresh. Never use a long word where a short one will do. If it is possible to cut a word out, always cut it out. Never use the passive where you can use the active. Never use a foreign word, phrase, a scientific phrase or a jargon word if you can think of an everyday English equivalent. Break any of these rulers sooner than saying anything outright. Oh, barbarous. Barbarous? Barbarous? I don't want to say that word. More of George Orwell's rules. <laughs> a scrupulous writer in every sentence that he writes will ask himself at least four questions. What am I trying to say? What words will express it? What idiom or image will make it clearer? Is this image fresh enough to have an effect? Fresh. I love that word, fresh. Okay. And Orwell says a good writer will ask himself two more. Could I put it more shortly? Have I said anything that is avoidably ugly? Thanks for watching. I hope you will go back and take a look at some of your big fancy pants words or prose and decide that you would rather engage with your readers and audience than <clears throat> show off your vocabulary. <laughs> if you haven't already, please subscribe and click notify. And if you enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up. Thank you so much for watching everybody. Bye-bye.